Uh, welcome to Local First Podcast. Today, we have Mike DeJean, Nothing But Cakes. How you doing, Mike? Living the dream, Rob. Living the dream. So how things been going for you? Well, we're almost a year in and uh, just going fabulous. Just so, going fabulous. Been well embraced by the local community. So it's only been a year since you've been into Nothing But Cakes? We opened the doors 11-29 of 2017. Really? What, what did you do before that? I mean, what was your backstory? What got you into cakes, Nothing But Cakes? <laughs> A friend opened one. It is a franchise, and a friend opened one in Orland Park, Chicago. We used to, uh, I'd say we're frenemies. We used to be uh, good friends, but fierce competitors where we used to work, and, and he left. And uh, I was looking for something to do. Um, went and checked out his, his store and went, wow, this really is great. I've been looking for a franchise for about 15 or 20 years, and this one just had all the right uh, all the right parameters for me to pull the trigger on it. What did you like about that franchise that it, it really appealed to you? I liked its community involvement. It, like any business, you want to make money. However, uh, nothing but cakes. We really are about bringing the joy to people, and that's not just a tagline. We're constantly donating cake to different charities and local organizations, uh, and and getting out and being part of our community. And I've always been very community minded, so I love that part of it. I also just love the uh, just the feel when you walk in the store. You feel like you're at home. You go in the bakery, and you're just like. Oh yeah, this is this is nice. The smells and the way everything looks. And I just kind of saw. It. And then I tried the cake. I tried my first piece of cake, and one of my favorite things is watching people try their first piece. Um, their the, the looks on their face is just just amazing. So I said I need to recreate that. I need that in Wisconsin. And do you have like? Well, let's see. Before I get into that, uh, what did you do before nothing but cakes? And I mean, did you grow up in the, the Brookfield area or in the, in the Wisconsin area? No, I moved to Wisconsin in 1988 for the first time. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Where were you before that? Uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Sault Ste. Marie, that sounds familiar. Ontario, Canada. That's where they, you cross the border, the bridge. Right, right where all the Great Lakes come together. Okay. At the kind of tip of Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, and Lake Huron. Okay. All right. So, so what brought you to Milwaukee or Wisconsin? So, uh... I was working for a company in uh, in Canada, and uh, they were in the uh, steel industry, sam- sampling uh, molten steel, and they sent me down to their uh, corporate headquarters in Heartland, Wisconsin, and I just kind of fell in love with uh, with being down here. So I uh, found a way to stay legally. Um, legally, <laughs> so so you are a, an, an ex Canadian. I, I guess you could say that. I, I don't think you're ever an ex-Canadian. You're never, uh, never an ex-Canadian. No, oh, okay. I'm still very much, uh, very much a Canadian. But I did uh, study hard and uh, spent years and years and got my U.S. citizenship. That's cool. Um, pretty I, proud of that. You're very proud of it, and you know, and that's a process that you really have to go through. I, I, I know what she went through. My wife is, uh, uh, she, she was, she was raised and born in, in Mexico, and, and I met her up here, and we went through that whole process. Of her getting her citizenship, and then the the I think the funniest thing was is when she went to go get sworn in uh, at the federal building downtown, yeah. and they took her passport away from her at that time. And I just laughed. I was like, "You can't go home now. <laughs> You're stuck here. <laughs> You're stuck here." Yeah, but that, yeah, it's that's, a great place to be stuck, though. Yeah, it really is. I mean, everyone, really. everyone in the world, whether they say it out loud or not, wants to be here in the United States of America. That do even, uh, even Canadians. Even Canadians. Wow. So. With nothing but cakes and like it's do you have uh different flavors throughout the year different you know cakes throughout the year you know yeah. I mean, right now while you guys are listening to this this is we are in uh just about to hit thanksgiving right we we change up uh, one seasonal flavor 
uh, every month or two. Right now, it's pumpkin spice because we're just coming into Thanksgiving, like uh, like Rob said. But we'll have a different one coming into Christmas. Not going to talk about that. And another one uh, coming into January, which I think everyone will really love. Uh, just uh, because people, you need that that seasonal flavor flavor change. And, in, and you're located in Brookfield, right? Brookfield, Wisconsin? Brookfield, Wisconsin, right. Okay. So what is, in this, in this past year, I mean, what has been some of your, your biggest challenges, you know, getting up and going and, and being where you're at? Because obviously, I mean, everywhere we go, whether it's a, whatever, whatever event that we're at, your cakes are there. You, you, you just, you're there everywhere. I mean, so what, what are those challenges you had in the last year to, you know, get where you are now? Uh, well, one of my favorite expressions is if uh, if everything's under control, you're not going fast enough. So uh, biggest challenges is usually trying to figure out how to keep things just under control enough so I can go fast enough to be everywhere, like you're saying, Rob. Uh, but I'd say it's, uh, it's, it's the labor market right now. In Waukesha County, our unemployment rate is under 3%. And uh, at Nothing Bun Cakes, it's not just the cake. The cake is fantastic. We have great cake. There's some other places that have some almost as good cake, but right, we have great almost. cake. But it's a full experience. Um, we really believe in, in bringing the, you know, the most we can for our, our customers that come in. It's not just about buying a cake. It's helping them find that perfect decoration for that cake to uh, get it set up for whatever that occasion is that brings them in that door. That Maybe that nice piece of um, nice mug or, or, or plate that can go with it. Getting that, uh, you know, the candles, the uh, the balloons, everything just right. So they're they're bringing that perfect package home. So it's not just the cake. And to do that, we have to have the right people. And finding those right people is uh, is it's a just challenge. it's tough right now. Yeah, it really it really is. I that, think we've done a good job with it. I really do, but yeah. uh, it is tough. I relate that to uh, the real estate market as a as a landlord. I'd rather take my time and get that right person than instead of just stuffing someone in their spot. And I, I've learned hard lessons through being a landlord or just stuffing someone in a spot. I, I imagine you have. <laughs> oh my, what are some of the tools that keep you on track through all this going as fast as you can? Uh, I'm a huge lover of Excel. Excel. Yes. I've, I've embraced Excel many, many years ago. And, uh, in the corporate world, in the corporate world back, it, it's, it just amazes me back in my it, fortune 500 I, corporate I, world I, days. Yeah. Fortune 500 companies are run off of Excel. It's, it's true. If you don't have a program that can do it, you could make it happen in Excel. So, it might not be pretty and it might not be easy, but at least you can get you the information it. you, uh, you need from it. Right. I actually went back to an old school desk calendar too, one of those great big ones that you used to see on people's desks. Really? And I have that hanging on the wall so that it's a quick visual for everyone in the bakery. You know, what do we have coming up? What product do we need for that? How much cake do we need to have frosted, baked? Uh, that sort of thing. Because me having it on my Excel spreadsheet or in my calendar wasn't doing anybody any good. And even having a shared calendar, most people are, uh, you know, they're gloved up. We're, we're you know, we're aprons, hairnets, the whole thing, you know, keeping that food safety standards. You don't want to touch a cell phone or you touch a computer. Those things are filthy. So we just had to have some old school visual way for people to see what's coming up so we can keep them on track with what they need to make. That's cool. I have to ask, what time do you guys start in the morning? Uh, eight, actually. Not, eight, eight? not that early, no. Really? So yeah. it's not like the typical baker. You're in there at three in the morning and baking and cooking. Yeah. So your typical bakery has, what, a hundred different things they, they bake? Yeah. Uh, we bake bunt cakes. We make them in a number of flavors, but we bake bun cakes, and the joy of what we do is focusing on that, having that one product that's really doing it really well. So you said bun cakes. So for me, not knowing what the, what is a bun cake, 
That's I, mean, I, I mean, I have cakes. I got cupcakes. I got Hostess cupcakes. What is a bun cake? Great. So it's the, it's the cake with the uh, the pan that's got the hole in the middle. Uh, and uh, okay. I think the history actually came out of Germany like a few hundred years ago. Uh, that's the name of you know a bunt or a bunt a bunt cake. Uh, and the great advantage of that sort of baking pan is. Uh, you get to uh, have a very evenly baked cake. So if you take your, your standard sheet pan, you know, your 9 by 13 or whatever thing that you're b- baking your cake in, even your little like 9 or 10 or 12-inch round cakes, they're kind of overdone on the outside or in the edges. And they're a little bit uh, underdone in the middle because you just you have the heat coming from all around it, but it takes a while to penetrate in. And that's with the bun cake and having that hole in the middle, you get that more even baking of the cake, and it just helps lock in that moisture and give us that delicious That product. just makes sense. Yeah, doesn't it, though? It, it really does. I was like, why why bake a cake any other way, no? Yeah, why would you? Why would you? I don't even know, no. Why even bake a cake? Just come get Just one for a, me. Exactly. <laughs> so if you could go back when you started, you know, when you started this franchise up, what what advice would you give yourself now looking back that you would maybe do something differently? Yeah, hire more people sooner. Really? Yep. It, it went, took off that fast. It, it, it did. And uh, I was hesitant to bring more people on. Um, early on, because I would just was I, I knew I had a good thing, but uh, you, people's lives are in your hands. You know, you're 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 making their paycheck. It's a big commitment. And, yeah, you really want to make sure that you can you can do that. And I was just hesitant to bring people on, um, but I would have brought them on sooner, and uh, I think we would have grown even a little faster. With with that, I, I that's you know that is so true. Is like when you when you're bringing someone on or a couple people. I mean, you got their lives in your hands, and that's that's a huge commitment to to have. I take that very seriously. That's and that's good to hear. So, nothing but cakes. What are three to five things? I say maybe three to five things. I throw it out there that separates you from that bakery or that coffee shop next door that they should come to you, other than those other guys. Right. Well, most people get their cakes at the grocery store or the or the coffee shop next door, just because it's convenient. They're there. That's why they buy a cake there. Not because it's good, because it's not good. Not because it's pretty, because it's not pretty. Just because it's convenient. If you're having a, a party or or you're just having an off day or you want to like really set yourself above, you, you got to come in and get a specialty item. That's just not with cakes. That's with anything. But why not with a cake also? And uh, our nothing but cakes, I think, uh, really say that. Um, that you've taken the time and you care because, you know, it tastes better than other people's cakes. That signature cream cheese frosting with real butter, real cream cheese. You just can't go wrong with that. Uh, We have them in different sizes so we can mix and match for that special occasion. We could dress them up. We can dress them down. We have lots of different decorations we could put on our full-size cakes. We do everything from uh, it's just Monday and I just need some cake because I need to get through this day to uh, people's weddings where they have a 1,000 guests and we take care of the cake for them. What's the one thing that you truly like about what you do? The people I work with every day. The people that you work and with And the every people, day. and to take that a step further, the people I meet when I'm out, especially at, uh, at events, um, the stories they have that uh, they, they bring with the cake. Like I brought this cake to my daughter's nurses because she just got out of the hospital from a, a lung transplant or uh, a cake we delivered once to uh, a cancer patient that just couldn't get out of the driveway to come pick it up, and she planned to do that. And it was like Christmas Eve, and she wanted her cake. And you meet these people, and you hear their stories, and it's just uh, it's just amazing. That that's really that's inspiring. So let's go at something a little bit. What's one of the funniest things or happiest things that happened to you in the start of your business or during the business? Something funny that happened that you can either share or. So uh, 
I'm not the neatest uh, baker in the world. As a matter of fact, they don't let me bake much anymore or frost. I still do it because it's my business and I think right. I should know, keep my hands in, in everything. But uh, yeah, I uh, I once dumped a whole bunch of cake batter just all over the place and it, uh, everyone's just kind of looking at me like, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're done. You're done. You're done. Go find something else to do. Go find your spreadsheet. Go, <laughs> go, go, go find us some customers. We, we got the baking. We got the baking yeah, down. Yeah, go away. <laughs> Wow. So let, what has been, you know, some of your uh, mentors throughout your life and that help you through this business maybe, or either personally or business? Uh, yeah, I've had several throughout the years, whether they knew where they were my mentor or, or not. And I think the most recent ones have probably been the, the most beneficial. Uh, early on, I'm not sure I, uh, I found the right mentors. I th- found the mentors I thought were cool. Yeah. And I, th- I found the mentors that I thought were heading in the right direction. But uh, those were those mentors were good, uh, you know, upper middle management sort of mentors, and the, the mentors that get you to that next spot in your life, that uh, don't complain and don't uh, don't look at things as a problem, but look at them as opportunities, were a little bit harder to come by. Sure. You know, uh, most recently a gentleman by the name of uh, Tim Rush that I used to work with, just a fantastic, even easy, easygoing guy, great listener, and he had the ability to just uh, move pieces around and, and make people think about things differently. Um, just, just love that man. And then, uh, well, there's been a few more, but we don't need to talk about them all right oh, now. No, just no. embarrass them. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's great to have mentors throughout your life. I have, you know, it's, it's interesting. I look back and I was like, I have mentors like I've had, uh, army sergeants that mentored me while I was in the service. Uh, I have, um, some virtual mentors that I followed, Tim Ferriss and a couple other that are yeah. in line, Gary Vannerchuk and, you know, just some of those guys that, you know, that'll go out there and just, there's no BS behind it, you know, go out there and do the work or just yeah. follow up someone else. But I, I learned something from uh, Sean McVay watching uh, his interview prior to the Packers game a week or two ago. And he says, listen, learn, and then lead. That's great. The three, I, I, L's. The three L's. Listen, learn, and lead. And it really was like, I was listening to the interview and I'm just like, and he said that and I wasn't really painting, but I was like, I had to write this down. I'm like, that is so right. simple, but so profound of like, listen, learn, and then lead and teach us, you know, but it's like really cool. Let's go back in time when you thought, wow, I'm making a difference. It could be either in your personal life or in the business. I mean, what was really, what, what moment to said just like, man, this is really something else. Wow. I'm making a difference. I, I could be flippant and say I do it every day because to some small extent, um, I have a hundred little little stories where I really have, especially with the cakes. You, you'd be amazed how much cake can change someone's mood or, or, or motivate someone. But I'm going to go back to uh, my first difference cake story. I was in training at uh, one of the Dallas area uh, bakeries for, for Nothing Bunt Cakes. And uh, we, we just shut down for the day and we're – up in the front and I'm learning how to do the cash registers. You know, you got to learn how to close the cash registers. I, I haven't really been in retail since I was a teenager. So I, you know, had a lot of training to do in that area. And a woman came to the door, kind of pulled on and it was locked and she started to walk away. And uh, my partner and I, she ran out after, um, after her just to ask her what was going on. Um, woman was bawling. We you know, brought her in, got her a cake, didn't charge her for it because we were already closed the cash registers and I was already, how do you open these things up again? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, and, and sent her on her way. She came back the next day and she told us how that moment 
like she was, uh, you know, she just found out her, her daughter was, uh, was very sick. Um, and she recently lost her job, just like her whole world just was crashing down upon her. And she just needed this like quick little like comfort food. And we changed her mood. We changed her outlook and her, and her positive outlook in life. She said that that moment actually changed because I had nothing going for me and no one helping me and everything was going wrong. And then I had this one hand of kindness that reached out and gave me a cake, a cake. That's amazing. And kind of changed. I don't know what happened to her the next day or the day after. I like to think that she stayed on that positive road. But for that moment, for that day, it kind of changed her around. And um, we've had a number of similar ones since then. It just uh, that's amazing. It warms your heart. It's just yeah. a, it is amazing. This business is not a business. It's it's life changing. But it's cake. But it's, it's life changing. That's well, you know, it's it's it, food does that to people. Uh, I, I've said this a few times on, on the show. Is like I love to cook. More more importantly, I love to cook for my wife. You know, when she comes home, she gets a very good meal every night, just about. Nice. And it's something I really, truly love to do. And if you listen to uh, Dr. Aruna's episode 26, we talk about that and how food changes your perception and how, and she puts it in a way that, I can't repeat it. I couldn't even paraphrase it. But she puts it away as when you cook for yourself, it's something. And then when you cook for someone else, it's something else. So you got to go back to the episode that was released and, and take a look at that. But that's really interesting that food comes around and it could do so many different things for you. Yeah, it, just, it could just help with that mental shift. Wow. What are some of the day-to-day practices that have contributed to your success? Well, number one is, is showing up. I've, I've worked with a lot of people uh, over the years that they're just having a bad day and they just don't show up. Those are the days you have to show up. Those are the days you have. You get out of bed, and you you hit the ground. Uh, you hit the ground running. Uh, I'm a relentlessly positive person. I'll put a positive spin on anything that's thrown my way. More times than not, I'm human. I mean, I have my one or two days a year where I'm just like, oh my goodness, but uh, relentlessly positive. And I think that outlook really helps. And then uh, I had I always look for what's the important. We all like to do what's the easy or what we know how to do or what we like to do. But those things often won't help you or your business grow. So every day I look at what's important. What do the, I eat? The, eat the frog, right? One bite at a time. One, one yeah. bite at a time. Yeah. yeah, get that. Get that. Look, that biggest task, that out hardest the, task, out of the way. Out of the way, and and then live, everything else goes easier. Live that every well, almost every almost day. Every, almost, almost every, every day. day. Okay. Again, I'm human. I, uh, we yeah. all have our days. I know, and that, that persistence really pays off over time. It, and it, it, truly and it does. does. It may not be today or the next day but you know over that time it's really gonna it's you're gonna see it and if you just keep doing it and keep doing it little by little by little you know just giving that little more effort every single day it really pays off and a part of it is, is you got to show up right and it's like it's like i've heard a quote i don't know i remember, i don't know it was it's like 90 percent of doing anything is just showing, showing up. up it doesn't cost you anything no you know, and then the other ten percent is the, the little BS work that you got to do behind it. You know, but that's cool. No, and then I, I would even add to that is uh, I can't remember the author of the book, but it's called Four DX or Four Disciplines Execution. One of the few, uh, and I've read probably hundreds of business books, um, and I've, I've actually noticed there's a theme. They're all <laughs> they're all kind of the same. Uh, maybe I'll write one someday. The things uh, the things we already know. <laughs> there's the title. Yeah, things we already know. The things we already know. But it, the big takeaway from that book was do one or two things, preferably one thing every week that's completely out of your daily whirlwind, they call it. Out of your comfort zone? Not even out of the comfort zone. Okay. Like what's the one thing that's going to change to grow your business? And then measure it. 
you have to measure it. But that which gets measured gets done. So measure what was happening before, make the change, look at the results afterwards. That would be like a lag measure. Oh yeah, that's working. Keep doing that. That didn't work. Let's change something else or do something else. That doesn't have to be a change. It could be something you're already doing, but do it consistently. Do it better. Do it all the time. Get other people to start doing it. doesn't matter what that is. And just doing that one thing a week and holding yourself accountable to it. You're supposed to have a whole team and work that, and we're going to start doing 4DX at the bakery. I just wanted to get the first year under my belt and get people uh, you know, baking and frosting and selling cakes to start with. But uh, doing that one thing, I think, has really been effective. That's cool. How do you, I mean, how have you been able to build that culture and relationships with your team at your store? I mean, what, is it, what does that look like now, and where do you see that in a year from now? Right. So day one, um, we had a 15-second speech when we first opened. And uh, it's actually really hard, Rob. It really is. It's a daily focus. It is. But the 15-second speech was basically we are 100% uh, accountability, zero blame culture. And that is so hard for humans because even when we're little kids, it wasn't my fault. It was my brother's. It was my sister's. It was Tommy down the street or what was the family circus guy? That Not me. Not me. It's not me. Yeah. It's not me. We don't, we don't buy into that at Nothing Punk Cakes Brookfield. That's just not what we do. Um, and new people especially take a little while to get acclimated to that. And sometimes even I have to be reminded of it. Like, Mike, oh, oh that's right. Yep, I'm not, not pointing the finger. Not pointing the finger. So what we do is we just take responsibility for our actions. If we do something great, that's great. We take responsibility for that. We mess something up and stuff gets messed up every single day. <laughs> uh, we take responsibility for that. But the important thing is we're not pointing the finger. We're trying to, then we try to figure out what I do wrong. How did it get to be wrong? What can we do to fix it? And uh, we kind of keep making those little changes. Plan, do, review. Plan, do, review. Just Plan, keep doing review. review. But, but constantly do it. And to not be sitting there, uh, especially with new employees, they're like, you're not going to yell at me? No, have you seen me yell? Well, no, but I just figured it was coming. It's like, no, that's not what we do here. We take responsibility for what we did. We figure out what went wrong, and we move forward. Make those adjustments and keep going. That's exactly Everybody's right. going to make mistakes. And I think that's building a really great culture. Like, well, maybe we should interview my employees to be sure. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we'll do is you have them listen to the podcast, and then you'll, you'll know for sure after that. Yeah, they could be like, oh, yeah, or no, no, you I know, think, I think well, they'd agree with we'll, me. We'll get those comments on there and be like, ah, we're not so sure about this, but <laughs> no. So what's the one thing that's really gets you uh, most fired up or excited about the future? Oh, wow. That's uh that's a great question, Rob. <laughs> uh, I almost want to joke and say the future's so bright I got to wear shades. Was that like 80s song so, from uh, Timbuk 3, I think? I forget who it is. I, I know what you're talking about. I was there when they, when they, when they had that song. But, yeah, that, yeah that's no, awesome. But uh, there's just so, so many things, um, especially in uh, where, we're, where we're going, just with cake. Uh, we're, we're growing leaps and bounds, and I like to see how that's affecting the community because the more cake we sell, the more cake I could donate to different community causes, which means the more people I could touch and the more people I could help. The more cake we sell, the more people I could bring into the bakery, into this great culture, and get them that fun job. It's not just, oh, I got to go to work today. Yeah. I mean, they call it work for a reason. It's still work. Yeah. But no reason you can't have fun at it. So the more people we can employ, the possibility and this is a possibility in the future that I could actually offer things like health insurance and, and and other benefits to my employees in a retail environment. I mean, that's just mind blowing, but it's it's in the realm of possibility and it's a goal of mine as we grow. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear. I like that. I like that. So 
What are some of the best ways for the listeners to connect with you, whether it's a website, social media, or, you know, what's the best way to find out about your Bunt Cakes? Sure. Go to uh, Nothing Bunt Cakes. That's uh, cakeswithans.com. And uh, search for the Brookfield Bakery. And if you want to place an order through there, but uh, nothingbuntcakes.com has uh, all the information on uh, different cakes and flavors and things we offer. If you want to get a little more personal, we are all about the personal. Just give us a call at 262-794-0119. And where's your store located? 18,000 West Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, Wisconsin. That's awesome. You got to go out there and check it out. Okay. We're not done yet. Just wanted to make sure that uh, people know where to get you and where to hold you, where to find you. Um, you can find me at the Studio One at Exacta Corp in our new studio here. It's a nice, shiny studio. It's like driving a brand new car. It is pretty shiny. It Rob. is pretty shiny, right? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. Uh, thank you. But that's that persistence, and uh, that's the, you know, got to keep pushing, keep going, get out of that comfort zone. Hey, that's right. You know, that's what you get. What is a, a, you know, a particular book, quote, or resource that has really, you know, helped you out along your way? One that I keep coming back to, and I think I said earlier that I've read a lot of business books and I don't necessarily got a lot of, out of any of them, was um, uh, Predictably Irrational is the name of the book. And I'm sorry to say I can't remember the author. I'm just really horrible with names. That's all right. I'll, fi- I'll find it. Great. Perfect. I'll find it. Perfect. And it's just a study in human behavior and how we look at uh, how we look at problems or, or opportunities and uh, – so much great information in that book. Very good. So what we're going to do is we're just going to keep going here, and we're going to have a little bit more fun with this. Uh, we're going to get into some rapid-fire questions, and whatever comes at the top of your head, there's no right or wrong answer. Don't really think about it as much. Just pop off like that, and then we'll wrap it up. But before you, I get to ask you some questions, you get to ask me one question, any question, and I'll do my best to answer it. All right. Go for it. You said you like to cook. I do. I love to cook. What is your favorite thing to cook, Rob? It depends on the time of year. All right. So we're so going into Thanksgiving. Going into, going into Thanksgiving. So um, so we're going to Thanksgiving. This Friday, I'm actually um, meeting with my mom to put together a, a menu. So I've come up with um, some different recipes for um, to slop the turkey in because you always got the same old, same old, same old. So oh, I yeah. have this... Uh, um, barbecue um, sauce jam that's kind of spicy that I'm, I'm mixing up that you can kind of like mix the, the some of the drier meats into it or just mix it up, make some sandwiches. And then the other thing that I'll be making is I have some fresh cranberries and I'm making instead of the typical, you remember that can of cranberry sauce, you oh, just, yeah. it just slides out like a big, do, yes. big old turd, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> this is going to be a little bit different. Uh, so this is going to be uh, a cranberry sauce, but it's going to be with uh, jalapeno peppers in it. So it's got a little bit of a spicy, uh, uh, sour t- flavor to it instead of like that. It's, it's tough for me to cook for my family rather than my wife because my family is not – they don't like to experiment. It's just the basic meat, potatoes, what, you know, I understand. the TV dinner. And, you know, so I have to like – figure out who's going to eat this and what and only make as much as I need. But go ahead. I'm glad go I ahead, ate uh, lunch before I came here because I'd be more hungry than I suddenly am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt. I, I do. I, I love to cook. At summertime, is fish tacos. I, I, I tell you, I make the best fish tacos in town. Do you? I do. And I'll, I'll, I'll put it up against anybody. Okay. Yeah. I, I got my guy. You he he moved to go. Michigan, unfortunately. Oh. Neighbor, he made the best fish. The only ones I'd ever eat, actually. Really? Yeah. So oh, challenge okay. it. I'll have to make some for you this next summer. 
All right, my turn. And again, this, uh, these rapid-fire questions are coming out of my book from Tim Ferriss, The Tools of Titans. All right, let's start here. What topic would you speak about at a TED Talk outside of your expertise? Hmm. There's that dead silence <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> space exploration. Space. Why space exploration? I mean, what's I mean, what's out there? We don't know. You don't know. That's why we need to go explore. You think there's something out there? I think there might be. You might I think there's something out there. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one of those crazy. Co- I have been to Roswell. Yeah, I've been to Roswell. It's okay. kind of kind of a funny story. I was out at uh, Alamogordo Air Force Base for Oktoberfest because the German Air Force trains at Alamogordo Air Force Base, and a friend of mine was in the Air Force, and he was out there. He says, "Hey, come to Oktoberfest," and we drove to Roswell because it's right there. That's wild, Oktoberfest out in Roswell. Yeah, it's 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 actually a really great Oktoberfest. Imagine a, a hangar you could fit three 747s in for size, and it, they fly in the Oompa Pa band and all the drinks and all the food and they they bring in German beer or? from from Germany. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it's fantastic. It's really it's really good. But we go, I go to that museum where the the guy who saw the UFO was, and I was a huge believer. And then I talked to him and saw the museum went. Oh, this guy's a nut job. <laughs> and I stopped believing. <laughs> I stopped believing in, uh, in in UFOs coming to Earth. But I do think there's probably, uh, I mean, what is it? The Fermi paradox says that uh, you guys can look that up. Anyway, um, but I think there's something out there. So we should go explore. We should go explore. Right. No doubt. The new frontier. How has it a failure or apparent failure has set you up for later success? I've had so many failures, Rob. Hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, uh, we could write a book about that together. <laughs> <laughs> Pick one of your favorites out. One of my favorites. So uh, it was it was early on in a previous career. I uh, I used to be a corporate pilot, and you used to you know you had to go through some hoops to to get there. Most people go through uh, instructing. Um, you instruct pilots, and I was I was going for my multi-engine instructor uh, test. And I knew my material cold. I was ready. And I sat down for the oral portion of the test, and the examiner asked me a question about feathering propellers. And that's if you lose an engine, you have to uh, feather the propeller so it doesn't become this giant brick out there kind of holding you, holding you back. And I explained in perfect detail how the feathering system works in exact opposite way of how it works. And the, uh, the examiner gave me an out. Are you sure? Do you want to reexamine that? I'm, no. I am sure. All right, well, you know, we're going to have to end this today at this moment. And I'm like, oh, you know, blood runs out of my face. Right. And I took from that uh, a few things. One, even though you think you're 100% prepared, you're never 100% prepared. Two, if someone's throwing you a lifeline, they're probably doing it for a reason. And three, stay humble. Yeah, no doubt. No, no, good lesson. Yeah. That, that's really, that's really that a good lesson. With me. So you are a pilot. You went from being a commercial pilot to bun cakes. Well, I fly uh, gliders, helicopters, and, and airplanes, yeah. You still fly? Occasionally, not as often fly. as I, I like. That? Oh, yeah. wow. That is really cool. That is really cool. So we learned something more about Mike here. All right. So let's wrap this up. Any any last request or any last parting words for the audience? Uh, I'm going to butcher a quote from Michelangelo. Um, that I think uh, really hits home to me. And I actually have it posted on the exit door at my bakery when, when people leave. Well, it's time to change it. It's been up there for a year. The, the problem isn't setting a goal. Um, 
too high. It's setting a goal too low and hitting it. So true. So true. So let's carry this conversation online. Um, you can uh, reach at us. Uh, do you have a Facebook page? Uh, nothing but Kings. Nothing but Kings. Brookfield. Brookfield. Okay. So, you know, make some comments out there. Make some comments on um, iTunes. We want to hear from you about this. If you want to learn more about Mike, uh, go out to Nothing But Cakes. Now let you know a little bit more about him. Uh, when you're stopping a store, ask him to show you his pilot's license. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate everybody uh, listening. Thanks, Mike, so much for being on the show. It's been a lot of fun. I learned a lot about you. And even more, I learned about more some more food. So it sounds very good. Thanks a lot, it's Mike. It's been great, Rob. Thank you very much.